Hello there. It's them. Blast them. Roger, roger. We're doomed. What have we done? This is madness. I got a bad feeling about this. I might be a little froggy today. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> oh, I have no idea how what what could have possibly happened. What? I'm so sorry. I have to go return some videotapes. <laughs> it's from American Psycho. I'm gonna start telling people that. We were watching it the other night. We were like, "That's my new excuse for everything." I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh my god. Doing fantastic. Oh my god. Um. Okay, so this is like it's not a hot take question, but it, it is it is a Star Wars question Are for you. Are we jumping right into hot takes? And we, no, we're not. We're not. Um, <laughs> hey, welcome back to our Star oh, yeah. Wars podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Cassie. I'm Maggie, and an idiot. <laughs> Doing fantastic. Yeah, but no, we're we're jumping like just like a Star Wars question for you. Okay. Do you ever have like a head cannon that like thing that you just like know in your heart is true, but it's never been like it's never been addressed in Star Wars in any way, shape, or form, but then you accidentally tell it to someone and they look at you like fucking crazy. Maybe. What are you talking about? So I was talking to someone about how I firmly believe with like the Bad Batch that other members of the Bad Batch, because Crosshair is such a dick, this is like prior to the show, mm-hmm. is that they take bets on how long it's going to be till the person Crosshair is talking to just punches him in the face. Because he's such a dick. And I firmly believe that they would do this. Okay. And I mentioned this and someone was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, that's something I made up in my head. I literally <laughs> have no idea what you're talking about because I don't know who yeah. you're talking about. But, okay, I'll, I don't know I'll, I'll, give, you, is, so. I'll give you I'll give you another example that I also have done recently. And somebody gave me the same response of like, what are you talking about? Is that I was talking about how since the clones are when the Clone Wars start. Okay. Because of their accelerated aging, they're only like 10, 11 years old. Okay. They're children. So I made a comment. I was like, well, they have the mentality of children. You know, outside of war, they're they're very mature within war. But if you put them in any other situation, they're essentially children of like who are incredibly immature. And they're like, where are you getting this information? I'm like, what's my brain? Oops. Oh, but, but- are they children? Well, they, I mean, they're, they're technically only at the beginning of the Clone Wars, only like 11 years old. Oh, okay. But they look like adults and act like adults. But I just, in my mind, they are incredibly immature yeah, outside of the war. mentality of like an 11 year old. Yeah, in my mind. But I don't know if that's ev- like, I don't really have the evidence to back that up. Maybe. I mean, it would maybe explain a lot of things. Yeah. But do you ever have those like thoughts that you like about certain characters that like this is a hundred percent true, even though you have no evidence within I don't believe so. <laughs> okay, so maybe it's just me. Might just be you. <laughs> you also the two things you just referenced mm-hmm. were expanded universe things that I don't watch. Yeah. So That's I don't true. know what you're talking about. So it could just be that you're telling people who don't watch those shows. And no, so they're just this like this guy's a huge dork. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, ma'am. I don't know. I was just, I was just, I was just wondering if it was just me or I'm like, I'm so convinced of this it thing can't in just my. Be you. I'm sure there's like, other people who have like yeah, theories. Like or in my head, this is like so true that when that I just say it as a fact now, and then I realize like, oh wait, not everybody is in my head. Yeah. 
I kind of forget. Girl, sometimes. who are you telling? You know how I tell a story or oh, randomly will say things and I forget. You can't hear what I hear in my head. I'm not crazy. You know, sometimes you just jump to like the end of the story and forget to tell the middle because right? you told it in your head. And, and like, like, why aren't you all what? following this? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, no, I do that all the time. Okay. Cool. Just Absolutely. wondering if that was just me. Doing great. So is that your hot take of the week? Is that, that is not a hot take. They no, want, they are no, 10 no. years old and have the mindset of the No, I think that, no, I don't think that's a hot take because in my mind it's so true and everyone knows it. Cool. I'm stealing <laughs> it. That's my hot take this week because guess who doesn't have one? <laughs> Doing fantastic. I also have to let everybody know. Um, so I posted it on our story a couple yeah. days ago, but Maggie officially got her bad bitch merch in did. and I am so excited. I, I need did. to get the sweatshirt. I need to. You do. Cause, um, Cause that's what it is. It's a bad yeah. bitch. I talk about that constantly. Yeah. We'll have to look up the Instagram handle for the shop. Um, Hell I will yeah. say their shipping is crazy long, mm-hmm. but totally worth it. Cause the shirt is amazing. And now I'm officially a star Wars bad bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Which is all I've ever Which wanted to be. Which is the title be. of the new show, The Bad Bitch. The Bad Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what are God. your hot takes this week? I, I mean, I have a couple because they're, they're like, you know, news that has come out recently. First off, Lego changing the name of Boba Fett's ship. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay. So there's been, like, a huge controversy recently um, where, like, little fucking fanboys are freaking the fuck out, which I, it just... It's like every week I'm like, what are the fanboys mad at? And the fanboys are mad this week for two reasons. Um, reason number one is Lego renamed uh, Slave One on its packaging, which is Boba Fett's ship is named Slave One. Probably because the name yeah. of the ship shouldn't be Slave. Yeah, I mean, the ship's name canonically has not changed. Okay. But if you look at all of, like, everyone's, like, freaking out and they're like, oh, now they've you know, like, social justice warriors have come for Boba Fett and all this stuff. And, like, they didn't change the name of Boba Fett's ship. If you look at every other, like, if you look at the Knights of Ren's ship in the Lego set, they don't call it the Buzzard. That's the name of their ship. They call it the Knights of Ren transport ship. They call um, Red 5 Luke's, Luke Skywalker's X-Wing. Like, for for us being the social justice warriors, like, remarkably the chill ones yeah so never like they they're all freaking out about this like slave one has not changed it's fine guys it's still there it's, it's just ju- like these ships have multiple names yeah and also it's a more easily identifiable thing for people to buy the toy oh yeah because 90% of Star Wars is merchandising 100%. Yeah, like, <laughs> like come on guys, they're here to make sense. they're here to make money. They're here to make money. Yeah, let Absolutely. let's let's huh. be real. Well, okay, so then that makes sense. They didn't really change name. They just gave it another one. Yeah, they just Which they just mark they're just shit. marketing it differently. Yeah. So, fanboys are up in my arms up in arms about that. And then my my real hot take, the one that's been like in my brain all week is that last week Bad Batch so uh, it turns out that Cad Bane was hired by the Kaminoans. Okay. Yeah, which so you were right about yeah, that. Yeah, it was. But Fennec Shand, Ming Ne Wah's character, we know her from The Mandalorian. Cool. Um, she. <laughs> I'm like, who <laughs> the fuck? You say these names to me like I know exactly what you're talking about. That's uh, funny. She... <laughs> Continue. But she was also hired by a Kaminoan. 
Ooh. But a Kaminoan who cares about Omega. Oh. Yeah. But everybody's fucking mad because Cad Bane got Omega last week. And um, Fennec Shand was waiting for him. And Fennec, Fennec Shand kicked his ass. So they're all up in arms. Oh, hell yeah. Because she kicked his ass. And, it, and they're like, this is ridiculous. How could she beat Cad Bane? Why all this is that shit. a bad thing? Sometimes it's fun okay. to switch some things yeah, up. Yeah, like... Throw a but, wrench in the but also, it makes perfect sense as to why Fennec Shand could kick Cad Bane's ass. She almost kicked Ahsoka's ass. Is that who she fought? Fennec Shand? No, yeah. she... Yeah. When did she fight Ahsoka? No. Am I thinking of a different character you from The Mandalorian? You are thinking of a different character. Who in The Mandalorian are you talking about then? Fennec Shand is the bounty that they go after when, like, that rookie bounty hunter in season one... Then she teams up with Boba Fett. She's got the mechanical guts. What? Oh, for God's sake. I'm going to show you a picture. Can you pull a picture? <laughs> I swear I watched the show. Hey, guys, I watched The Mandalorian. Please believe me. <laughs> but that also feels like five years ago. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Like, yes. No. Wait. Different Asian actress. You're thinking of the magistrate. No, I was thinking of something else. Yeah. My, when you, this picture right yeah. here, because it's her face. I wasn't thinking Star Wars. I yeah. was thinking of another show she was in. So I was like, yeah, that's what I was Are you nope, thinking of mind. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> Not bad. So, okay, cool. But, but Boba Fett saves her after she gets shot in the stomach because Mando thinks she's dead and everything. And then she has the mechanical guts and now she oh. serves Boba Fett. Do we know who I'm talking about now? Sure. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, um, good for her for kicking but, Cat Bane's But ass. it makes perfect sense as to how she could do this because what we talked about last week Cad Bane over prepares for fights mm -hmm. so the major advantage that Fennec Shand has in this moment is she catches him off guard yeah he doesn't expect her to be there also if you look at all the other roles that Ming-Na has has done she was uh, Belinda May in Agents of Shield. She was Mulan. Yes, like she she played like I expect when I see Ming Na Wa that she is going to be a fucking badass. So we already know she's a badass from even just her first appearance. Yeah, of course she can kick Cad Bane's ass, and you know what she does? Like Fennec Shand is a great sharpshooter, but but Cad Bane is a really good just with a blaster. You know what she does? She disarms him. Takes him into hand-to-hand -hand combat. Bam, done. She puts everything on her terms. That doesn't that doesn't take away from Cad Bane being a badass. It just means Fennec Shand is also a fucking badass, guys. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't understand fanboys. Like, you guys are, oh. It's, I, it has to be exhausting to be a fanboy. Seriously. <laughs> I'm gonna let you vent. <laughs> vent away. Like, I mean, just how exhausting. Is that mm -hmm. to like constantly have to discredit things? There's no something to complain yeah, about. Yeah, cool. Bitches. So that's my hot take of the week. Hmm. Milan kicks Cat Bane's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love how your hot take is Milan, continually changing. This yeah, hundred percent. Milan uh, will win in a fight between Milan and Cat Bane. Who wins? <laughs> Every time, Disney princess. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that like her win is totally justified. Absolutely. Plus, I like I said, isn't it? It's boring. It's as, boring as, if one person writer, always wins. Yeah, yeah. As writers and producers of a show, yeah. If you're gonna have the same outcome every time, that's boring. Your audience is gonna check out. Yeah, you need to switch it up, man. 
Yeah. You need to have him come across someone he that... Needs- he needs someone to put him in his place yeah. and it, like Defeats he needs him. especially to. since he's not the main character yeah the show's not about him so why <laughs> does it really matter but anyway cool good yeah. talk yeah that's so that's the that's the news of what everyone's pissed off about this week of course they are <laughs> i feel like that needs to be on like your profile yeah hobbies to know what fanboys are up in arms about. <laughs> to piss fanboys off. That's like Maggie's what? like number one hobby. It is. What's what's got fanboys panties in a twist this week? 100%. <laughs> Maggie's like, like CEO like, of I'm pissing like, off fanboys. Girls, are you on your period too? Because I have an extra tampon if you need it. Probably. Um. All right. Well, those are the hot takes. Those are the hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, yeah, Mulan yeah. wins. She's a fucking Mulan. badass. She is a badass. Sorry, yeah. I'm not going to beat her. I could have told you that. Yeah. You would have just told me, like, hey, this week, uh, Mulan squares off against Cad Bane. Who do you think wins? I 100% would have been like, oh, Mulan. Yeah, Hands but down. just, I mean, they justify it. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. It makes sense with both characters as to how this happens. Why y'all mad? They got to be mad about something. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. I know. I just, oh, like... Man. Oh, I just can't. God, strong women are just so scary to them. Apparently. Are we just their boogeyman? Probably. <laughs> um, But anyway. Yeah. All right. Bo-Katan, let's get into it. I thought we were talking about something else this week. <laughs> Doing great. <laughs> I came in first. all prepared, and then I was like, nope. <laughs> I love you came in so prepared for an episode that I we're recording next week. <laughs> So prepared. And then was like, oh, that's next week. Oh, okay. Cool. But to be fair, you know the topics next week, so. Ask me if I remember next week, though. I I will remember because I'm excited about this one. Yeah. I will remember. Because I suggested this topic. Ha ha. I bring more to the table than just showing up sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I mean, this show would be really boring if it was just me talking into a microphone. You're like, listen, you gotta have I, I, I need this. I need it. I need to. Oh, my God. All right, Bo-Katan. Let's get into this shit. I know this character. You do know this I character. Do. It's Katie Sackhoff. Oh, can I tell you all I know about her? Yes. Okay, so, once upon a time. <laughs> this is already going well, God. guys. Once upon a time. There was this person named Bo-Katan. Yes. And she was a Mandalorian. Yes. Yes. From Mandalore. Anyway. Okay, you're not wrong on any of those points. Thank you. <laughs> so, we meet her in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And the last time we saw her since The Mandalorian, she had the Darksaber. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Bo-Katan had the Darksaber at one point. Am I wrong? I mean, you're you're right. We talked in, about her you're in the right. Darksaber yeah, episode. No, no, we did. We did. You're right in a slightly off order. Yeah, probably. So anyway, so this is actually really good. This is a really good jumping off point. Great. This is perfect. So that is what we know of her. And then obviously Mandalorian, she does not have the dark saber anymore. Yes. And then Moff Gideon. Yes. He has Juan it. Carlos Esposito. Juan Carlos Esposito. Yeah. <laughs> That's all OG you need to know. OG bad guy. Yeah. When he's in a show, the bad guy. That just needs to be, IMDb needs to realize when they release him being a part of a project, we all we know all- he's the bad guy. We're like, oh, okay. So Juan Carlos Esposito is essentially a character using like an android in a TV show because Apple won't let um, bad guys use iPhones. 
I didn't know that. Oh, is that a just, thing? That is a thing. That is I did 100% not know that. Thing. That's hilarious. Yeah, that that is a good indicator in a show that a character who may not appear bad is going to be bad is if they aren't using an iPhone. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were just trying to be diverse. Nope. <laughs> nope. Apple <laughs> will not allow villains That's to so use iPhones. <laughs> well, I was just about to say, it's almost like whenever you see... Um, Sean something from Lord of the Rings and Game Sean of Beam. Thrones. Sean Beam. Anytime you see Sean Beam and anything, he you're like, die. oh, he's going to die. He's going to die. Oh, okay, great. Don't get attached to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this motherfucker's going down. <laughs> That's right. exactly what it's like. Anyway, so back anyway, to what we were talking Bo-Katan. about. Bo-Katan. Okay, so it is impossible to talk about Bo-Katan without talking about her sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know where her sister is. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I was not expecting you to get that. Yes. She learned something. Yes. Because she's Obi-Wan's sister in law. (laughs) They're not married. Can you let me have one thing? Okay. 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 Let me have this one thing. Okay. She is Obi-Wan's sister in law. Continue. Okay. So, in a way, both Satine and Bo Katan are both extremists. Okay. Because. Uh, Satine is a pacifist, but she's a pacifist to the extreme. And Bo-Katan is the exact opposite of her. Okay. And so Bo believes in embracing Mandalore's warrior past while Satine wants to completely just detach them Can't from leave that. Them behind, yeah. Yeah, they want to go out, get away from that. They're both a part of the Kree's house. And, you know, the house is, there's houses, clans, that's kind of their social structure, whatever. So, um... The Kree's house became the leader of this pacifist New Mandalorians um, within Mandalore, and Satine is leading them as the Duchess. Okay. And Satine's goal is peace through isolation, basically. Super quick. Yeah. Is Satine, if she was, that means Bo-Katan is too. Hmm. Is she technically royalty, or is she voted in political? See, that I'm not 100% sure of. Because she's like um, the political route, and so Bo-Katan's they, like the warrior route. I believe that it's kind of a mix. Okay. I didn't know if she was like royalty. Yeah. But then if she is, that means Bo-Katan is too. Or just denounced her title. I I think so because she does get called Lady Bo-Katan. So I think there is kind of a a royal hierarchy within Mandalore, but it's also kind of a ruling class has the, or like the ruling house has that royalty. But I'm not 100% sure on that, actually. Is there, like, but the big question, too, is like, Mm. at the end of the day, does their planet run on an oligarchy? Hmm. Because even if they were royal and they don't, they, but then I, it... I think it runs more along the lines of um, kind of similar to what you see with the British monarchy, except that the Duchess is more involved. Heard. Because they do have a prime minister. Okay. And they do have they do have a form of government, but there is a there is a monarch Heard. in a sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry. I was just wondering. Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure if they are elected or not. I, do, I don't believe so. But I think I also have to say I like almost want to apologize to you. I feel like, okay, guys, so she texts me always and is like, I have all these notes. I have to do all this editing. I have to edit this down because obviously we do like one episode things unless we want it to be like a two parter. And it's so funny to me. It almost seems like every week I ask some question that I don't think is a question that can go unanswered. I think it's like a pretty reasonable question. And it always happens to be the one thing that you're like. 
oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like 100%. Without You're fail. like, of all the research have- I did. <laughs> you have a very specific set of skills. I know. <laughs> You're like, they are to piss me off. And catch me unawares. Yeah, which, which makes this so much fun and so frustrating at the same You're time. Like, damn it, Cass. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's your question? Moving on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all good, all good. So basically the whole goal of the New Mandalorians is peace through isolation. They don't want to have anything to do with the Republic. They don't want to deal with the Republic's nonsense anymore. Oh. Like we're we are our own thing. We are like... So um, Satine, basically, she heads up, like, the neutral system. That's, like, 15,000 planets or something like that. Well, damn. I'm pretty sure. There's a there's a slight chance I'm wrong on that, too. Okay. <laughs> I might have inflated that number or deflated it. I don't remember. No uh, but Bo-Katan fundamentally disagrees with her sister. Okay. And she believes her to be basically destroying Mandalorian culture in mainly out of fear and and by doing that, she thinks that she's leaving the Mandalorians weak and vulnerable to attack. Oh, shit. Because Satine's pacifism is, like, really, really fucking extreme. Okay. And that is just, inc- that, Bo-Katan sees that as incredibly dangerous. Okay. Which I, I see her point in that. Yeah. And that does make sense. She's it's, not it's, wrong. She's not wrong. It's great to have these ideals. But you also need to protect your but people. But if you're going to be an extreme pacifist, that means you're very vulnerable and easy to overthrow. Absolutely. So Bo-Katan sees this threat of pacifism, and she also sees it as almost cultural cultural erasure. Like, almost oh, a cultural yeah. genocide of the Mandalorians. I was going to say, especially because she's a Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, they would essentially become like any other humans in the galaxy. They would almost become no different than the humans on Coruscant. Okay. And that is just something that she can't, she can't go along with that. Okay. That makes sense. So the governor of Concordia, Pre Vizsla, he would outwardly support Satine, but secretly, secretly, he's forming Death Watch, which is a group of Mandalorian traditionalists. You. Yeah. We talked about yeah, them. Yeah. So we talked okay. about them. So they had recruiters all over the Mandalorian system. And at some point, Bo-Katan is recruited to Death Watch. Oh, sure. And, and that happens around 20 BBY. And she rises within the ranks to eventually become Pre Vizsla's second-in-command, his, his lieutenant. And she also leads the Night Owls, which is the Death Watch's elite warriors. So to think of somebody coming from this pacifist house, rising completely through these ranks of Death Watches, is that's her skill level. That's how good she is at what she does. This feels very Game of Thronesy. It is very Game <laughs> of Thronesy. Oh my god, all these watches and houses yeah. and clans. So when the, the when the Clone Wars break out in 22 BBY, both sides they double. And for all you listeners who are new, that is before the Battle of Yavin. If you if you <laughs> if you learned nothing else from this show, I'm just so happy that you know what That's BBY like, means. Absolutely, absolutely. So both sides, when the Clone Wars break out, they double down on their ideals. The pacifists become even more isolationist, while the factions like Death Watch, wanted, they want to use the war to join forces with the Separatists, and they want to use that to destroy the Republic of the Jedi. So everyone goes, so now that the Clone Wars have broken out, these two sides have gotten even more extreme. 
I mean, this is all just like a cautionary tale on extremism on I was every just about side. To say, <laughs> but I can also see how Obi Wan and Satine got together because Obi Wan's number thing with the Jedi is that mm-hmm. they're peacekeepers. Yeah. So if she's a pacifist, of course he's they're gonna get along. <laughs> anyway. But um, Bissell and Death Watch, they start up in their game when this shit starts happening because they want to they want to use this conflict. And so instead of just doing like, you know, making some acts of chaos and some vandalism, they move up to terrorism Ooh. at this point. They're doing this also that they get the Republic and the Jedi's attention to bring peacekeeping troops to Mandalore in order to uh, to turn the people against Satine's government. And the big thing with pacifism is it's it's really different from all these other types of political ideals because in order for pacifism to work, you need the support of the people ah, because you can't scare them into doing anything because yeah. they know you're not going to do anything about it. You're not like you're not going to retaliate in a way that's going to scare them. Yeah. So you need the people. So eventually, you know, the, this doesn't quite work out the way they plan. Death Watch has to flee Concordia and they go into hiding. Yes. Satine and her troops? No, no. Or... De- uh, Bo-Katan and Pre Vizsla. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so Obi-Wan comes and like Obi-Wan and Satine, they have their, they have some moments. <laughs> Beautiful love story that I am obsessed with. You've never watched it. That needs to be brought to live action. <laughs> Kenobi, I'm looking at you. Oh my God. So while in hiding, they orchestrate multiple attempts against Satine's life. And at this time, Bo-Katan is still second in command and probably has a major role in planning these. So she is out there actively plotting against her sister, actively trying to kill her sister. That's how much she believes in this shit. Wow. Anytime you get a scene with them, do they like hate each other? Or are they more like just sisterly annoyed at each other? Well, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. That's okay, that's sorry. A, that's like a that's jumping a little ahead. bit. Yeah, you know, you're you're jumping ahead to like some big shit that goes down. <gasps> so after a failed attempt with a doctored hollow recording to get the Republic to send an occupational force to Mandalore, Dooku essentially tells Pre Vizsla that they need to chill, and it it leaves Vizsla really pissed off, and he feels like. He feels like he's been used and betrayed by Dooku at this point. Like, okay. you just fucking, like, like, hold on. You said you were with us. Yeah. That's why we, that's why we went to you. And now you want us to stop? Like, we need to, we need to up our game even more. But Dooku wants him to, like, to chill, to chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So, Visla cuts ties with Dooku. And he heads to Karlak, which is a snowy moon. It's still in the Mandalorian system. They just keep jumping planets, basically, in the Mandalorian system. And so he starts looking for other allies that are, they still believe in the separatist cause, but they want to fuck up Dooku because they're fucking pissed at this guy. Yeah. Um, so he finds an ally in Lux Bonteri, who Lux's mother was a separatist senator named Mina Bonteri, who was betrayed and killed by Dooku. So Lux is pretty pissed at Dooku, too. So Lux has gathered info to the location of Dooku, and he wants to join forces because Lux is like, he wants revenge. Okay. Um, And so Lux and, weirdly enough, Ahsoka, who did not agree to this part of the mission, she just kind of ends up along for the ride, and a lo- uh, and she's okay. pretty pissed about the whole thing. <gasps> um, she's like, what? They end up... <laughs> How did I get here? They end up on Karlak and like Ahsoka sees that he's, you know, aligning himself with Death Watch. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? They are terrorists. 
And while they're there, this is where we see how really cruel Death Watch can be. Death Watch has essentially raided villages, and Bo-Katan leads a lot of these raids. They have enslaved people. They are, they're, you know, going back to the Mandalorian ideals of hating droids, and they're using droids as target practice while the droids are still active. Um, and just doing pretty atrocious things on there. And just like, the fuck, Bugs? I'm sorry, with a name like Death Watch, you're surprised yeah. <laughs> that they're a little dark? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, what were you expecting? <laughs> like, puppies and kittens and they have ice cream parties? You've been warned. It's in the name. Yeah, you think, what? Well, like, I want to know what he's thinking, that he's going to show up and they're going to make friendship bracelets. Right. <laughs> Death Watch, yeah, no. this sounds friendly and like a fun adventure time. Oh, no, Let's they, do this. No, it's fine. They have popcorn parties on Fridays. <laughs> no. Absolutely it's not. Death Watch. <laughs> Come on, man. So, now I'm picturing Death Watch making friendship bracelets. I need this to happen. Also, I kind of sort of have like a Harry Potter tie-in, but I'm not sure. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. So, to me, technically they're not siblings, but they are like the Black family is very close. Uh So, it's like Bellatrix is Bo-Katan and Satine is Sirius Black. Kind of, except she's except a part Bellatrix of doesn't the have Death Eaters. Any and he's redeemable a part of the Order, of the Phoenix. Kind of, yeah. No, That's I see fair. where you're coming from with this. Except Bellatrix really does not have any redeemable qualities. Zero, apart from her hair. Literally, her hair is gorgeous. Yeah. so fantastic. Her whole wardrobe. Like, yeah, no, obsessed. except for her look. Like she kind of nails. She got the a look. great look. Yeah. So maybe it's more Narcissa. Yes. Okay. Actually, I, yeah, no, that makes more sense. Because Narcissa gets redeemed in the end, so yeah. maybe so, it's that. At this point in Bo-Katan's life, she is very much leaning towards more the villain side. Yeah, sounds like is. it. Um, so, I mean, a lot of shit goes down on Karlak. Bo-Katan and uh, Ahsoka end up facing off. Ahsoka Ooh, ends up... how did that go? Uh, like, we see multiple times with Mandalorians, with, like... Because Bo-Katan, or not, uh, Pre Vizsla also faces off with Ahsoka, with Pre Vizsla using the Darksaber, and Ahsoka does not have her lightsabers at this point. Oh, shit. So Wait, she, what? She's, she's been disarmed. So, how does she fight? Uh, it, well, she gets kind of captured. I was going to say, there's, uh, I don't think you're winning this there's one. A, there's a whole side story with the droid revolution that happens, oh, and, okay. and, and R2 freeing the droids and everything. Uh there's there's an uprising. I'm sorry. Quick pause. Yeah. Quick pause. There's a droid uprising where R2 frees a bunch of droids. This is the first time hearing of it, and you haven't even tried to pitch an episode about this? Shocked am I. One thousand percent. So look for that in season two, guys. That'll be fun. You told me to edit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, that's a whole episode. I know. Okay, <laughs> continue. You told me to edit. I'm trying to edit it down. Oh my god. No, you did good because that's a whole episode. Yeah, that's so a whole perfect. episode. There's there's a whole other. There's like, a bunch of other things that can be tied into other episodes. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but this is the first time we see that like Mandalorians can go toe to toe with Jedi. Now, maybe not the first time, but this is like another time that yeah. we see this happen. Um. Ahsoka manages to get away from Bo-Katan. And at this point, they end up up abandoning Karlak. And um, Death Watch moves to Xanbar, which, again, it's 
still in the Mandalorian system. Pretty much they're not going to leave the system, guys. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, for a while. And so in 19 BBY, and this is the final year of the Clone Wars, they locate an escape pod that's drifting through space. And Kree Vizsla, Bo-Katan... Oh my god, is it carrying that poor little stormtrooper from the trash compactor shoot escape pod who just, like, went? <laughs> no, something worse. Do you remember that? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I was like, oh, this little guy floating around. <laughs> so they go to investigate, and they find this pod with two unconscious wounded Zabrak, which are the um, Knight Brothers, they have the tattooed faces, horns... They also have lightsabers, red and black. This is the Darth Maul? Yeah. Ah! Uh, and this is where Death an Watch... An unconscious Darth Maul just, like, in an escape pod. Yeah. This is where... NBD. They really done fucked up. What the like, fuck? Like, this mistake that Pre Vizsla makes basically sets up the destruction of Mandalore. Shit. So... Bo-Katan initially wants to kill Maul and his brother Savage Opress, which is the other Zabrak in the escape pod, but Previsla is curious. He wants to hear their story. Of course he is. Fucking men! Because one uh, thing that we've learned in Star Wars is you can't kill Darth Maul. But you can try. You can try, but the writers are not going to allow it. Which I'm totally okay with. I'm not mad about <laughs> it. I love villain. Ray Park. It's fine. Sam, uh, Ray Park and Sam Whitmere especially like them working together creates oh, nice. such an amazing character. So Maul basically reveals that the Jedi who put them in this position is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So after Maul reveals this, they essentially kind of go back and forth and, and decide that this would be a good idea for them to join forces. Is Ahsoka still with them? No, Ahsoka's left. Like, okay. she, yeah, no, they, they had their moment. That's gone. Okay. Uh, so essentially, the plan becomes to take over the Black Sun's uh, crime syndicate. And what they want to do is Death Watch doesn't have the numbers to take Mandalore. Oh. So they need an army. Okay. And so Maul suggests, let's take over the crime syndicate. So first they go to the Black Sun. And this leads them to taking over more and more crime syndicates. And this combination of Sith and Mandalorian warriors they are incredibly effective at taking down these crimes i can't even imagine yeah they are i'm so surprised that bo-katan's like a part of this though like girl it's okay but um we'll get there sometimes you gotta go through it to grow through it <laughs> they've gotten so good at this that when they when it comes to the pikes who the pikes mainly deal in like in spice they're like drug dealers of okay. of, of the of the Star Wars world. Um, the Pikes just show up and they're like, hey, we want to join. Because the Pikes don't even want to deal with this. They're like, yeah, we good. We're, we're part of your army now. Done. Absolutely. <laughs> That's how intimidating this combination is. Wow. Yeah. They don't want to deal with their aggressive negotiation tactics. Okay. Um, but Bo-Katan, when the Pikes show up, she does express her distaste with working with these criminals. Like, Bo-Katan firmly believes in the Mandalorian codes of honor. She she believes in them so much she is willing to kill her sister for them. She is willing to incite a civil war on her planet for these beliefs. So working Girl. with working with honorless criminals and lowlifes, it, it goes against everything she believes in. I was in. about to say. Yeah, so she does bring up these concerns. 
But the thing is, she believes in Pre Vizsla so much mm-hmm. that she still is willing to follow him. She still is willing to see where he's coming from on this. She doesn't think it's necessarily the right way to go about it, but she understands why. Okay. So she's more at this point looking at it from the greater good okay. kind of aspect, which every time good or bad, we start looking at something from the perspective of it's for the greater good. It usually turns out bad, right? If we start if we start compromising our morals and shit. Yeah. The, and it happens so many times. The fucking Jedi did this. Yeah. And what happened to them? They done got wiped out. So when she she starts compromising these beliefs, and it doesn't go well. Um, so they basically create this shadow collective of all these criminal, uh, these criminal syndicates. And basically the plan is to have the criminals attack Mandalore, and the Death Watch is going to swoop in and play hero. What? Oh. Yeah, because pacifism doesn't work if you don't have the support of the people. That's true. So it's kind of a brilliant plan yeah. to to uh, to to go against this type of government. The only problem is the people you're working with can't really be trusted. Well, yeah, clearly, yeah. The big problem, it's a con. The big problem is obviously Maul within this plan because first off, both sides are planning on betraying each other. Yeah, from the get go. Yeah. And so what Maul does when Pre Vizsla eventually betrays him, because Pre Vizsla basically, I don't, basically tells him, I don't care about your crime empire that you want to set up. Mm-hmm. All I care about is Mandalore. Okay. That's, that's all he wants. He doesn't want to help him create this, you know, little underworld scheme that he can run out of Mandalore. He doesn't give a shit about that. It's all about Mandalore is the, is the goal for him. Okay. So Pre Vizsla imprisons Maul and that's, his really second big mistake right there is that he imprisons him instead of killing instead of killing him. Mm. If he had killed Maul, we would not have these problems. Because he doesn't quite seem to understand how hard it is to contain a Jedi or a Sith, yeah. a Force user in general. Yeah. And but what Maul understands, Maul understands Mandalorian culture. Okay. And he uses that against Pre Vizsla. So he challenges him to single combat in front of his men. Previsla can't really turn this down. He has to, he has to accept this. Where's Bo-Katan in all of this? She's right there in the room. Okay. Yeah, she's, like... Ocho, she's right there. This is, okay. this is a big moment okay. for her coming up. So we see Vizsla go against Maul and he holds his own for a while, but I mean, he doesn't win. Maul obviously defeats Previsla. And Vizsla's defeat is absolutely devastating for Bo-Katan. She put her faith in this man. She betrayed her family for him, risked risked everything for him. And instead of so, but instead of honoring the tradition of single combat and these Mandalorian honors when Pre Vizsla is defeated, uh, she won't accept Maul. She immediately sees what Maul has done, that he has manipulated them, and within seconds of Vizsla's death, she pretty much proclaims no outsider will ever rule Mandalore. Okay. And then tells all the people who have who have basically bent the knee to Maul that you are all traitors. Which is a huge fucking deal because their codes are so strict when yeah. it comes to shit like this. So Bo-Katan and a small faction of Death Watch flee 
And this leads to Bo-Katan attempting to free her sister, who she's been fighting against Aww. for so many years. And when Satine sees her, she asks, she ba- like Satine basically asks her, like, I thought we were enemies. Yeah. What the fuck's going on? What's and, happening? <laughs> like, um, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Um, and Bo-Katan tells her, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this all ends up leading to Obi-Wan Kenobi's involvement again, but he's doing it outside the Jedi because he can't technically get involved because it is technically a civil war. I know, and he's technically not allowed to fall in love. <laughs> and he is. So uh, all of this leads to that and, of course, Satine's unfortunate death right in front of Obi-Wan in a incredibly dramatic and heartbreaking way. The fact that Mulch, I'm not going to describe. <laughs> I don't know why you're bringing this up again. Not necessary, but okay. Well, I mean, it's necessary to Bo-Katan. That's fair. Did My- Bo-Katan have to watch her sister die? Um, She most likely was, was watching from outside, but couldn't intervene just like, there, there really is nothing she can do That's at this really moment. Sad. It is really, really sad. That sucks. So once they get Obi Wan out, because obviously we can't get Sat- mm-hmm. like yes. Satine's gone. I know. Um, but Bo-Katan tells Obi Wan Kenobi that he needs to return to the Republic and tell the Senate everything that has happened there. Listen, I know you're grieving, but you have work to do. Yeah, go do and, this thing, please. And. Obi-Wan tells her that he warns her that this is most likely going to lead to a Republic invasion. And her response is, yes, and Maul will die, but Mandalore will survive. We always survive. Okay. So her, within a few hours, really, probably, not even, I don't even think it's been a full day since Pre Vizsla has, was, was killed. Okay. She has gone uh, just in this complete 180 at this point and realized I fucked up. I fucked up so bad. Now I have to make Fuck it, right. it get the Republican here. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. The survival of Mandalore is more important than my ideals. Yeah. So her actions at this point have helped put Maul on the throne, killed her sister, and nearly has basically led to the destruction of the culture that she fought so hard to save. So after after this after this Maul ends up going into hiding. He's still kind of operating out of Mandalore, but they can't really prove it to the Republic. And the Republic says, "Well, he's probably dead." So she needs to be in therapy. Everyone in Star Everybody Wars needs needs therapy. <laughs> this poor thing. I know. Wow, she needs to talk to someone. That's awesome. So Bo-Katan in the Night Owls, they start trying to track down Maul. Okay. Uh, they start doing this by going through the crime syndicates, which basically it ends up leading her to join forces with Ahsoka, who has accidentally discovered, overheard a transmission with Maul, and Ahsoka manages to track that transition or uh, transmission to Mandalore. Okay. And so Bo-Katan approaches Ahsoka, who she's fought before. Yeah. They don't have a great relationship, no. and so she. But comes- they have one thing in common: they both do not like Maul. Yeah, that's that's basically her selling point. Yeah. Is she comes in first thing she says really is Death Watch is gone and now you and I have a common enemy. Yeah. And this like this series of events uh it leads to the siege of Mandalore. And the siege of Mandalore is Bo-Katan her night owls and all of these republic forces. These things okay. that her sister fought so hard against 
But Bo-Katan has realized that, you know what? I got to swallow my pride. Yeah. This is... This pick is, your battle. This is, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is pretty much her picking her battle yeah. right here. <laughs> Which one? So as they're on the gunships and they're approaching the city, they're hailed by the prime minister, who was put in place by Maul. So he is a complete puppet. Okay. And he calls her a traitor. And, and I mean, pretty much what she's doing is she is violating peace treaties that have been in place for probably hundreds of years by doing this. This is a bold fucking move to come in guns blazing. Mm -hmm. And he tells her siding with the Republic will make you an enemy in the eyes of the people. And her response, I think, is so amazing and so perfect for this character. And she's hinted at, or not hinted at this, but she said it before, but I think this is the time where it really solidifies her dedication to Mandalore's freedom. She responds with, I'm fine with that. And she hangs up on him. Yeah. I fucking love that response. She's like, I've made peace with it. Yeah. You might she as well doesn't do. need to be the hero. No. She doesn't care about being loved. Everyone this on her home. Everyone on Mandalore can hate her for all she cares. If they're free, that's what matters. Right. And when once they get on the ground, Ahsoka basically has has seen this leader, how strong she is. And Ahsoka looks at her and she says, you are nothing like your sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and throughout this whole thing, um, Ahsoka at one point even compliments her on how good she is pretty much as a general, as a leader in this and with when it comes to war. And Bo-Katan responds in, in a really kind of sad way. She says, I wish I was good at something other than war. Aww. I, I, I think this is where the moment where she really starts to understand where her sister was coming from, what yeah. her sister was working toward and how much harder peace is than war and once they pretty much have malls I, I, I saw a video that basically called them mall DeLoreans okay <laughs> and I was like that's brilliant wow. I love that Done. Um, but once they pretty much have them on the run they're trying to like you know move people to safety mm-hmm. and Bo-Katan points out that this occupation cannot go on this yeah. is like she tells Ahsoka the people will not stand for this Republic occupation. And then she amends that statement by saying, I will not stand for this. Okay. And like they they assure her as soon as they have Maul, they're out. They're done. Okay. So they do get, they they do obviously defeat Maul. They get him in custody. But victory, unfortunately, is very short-lived for Bo-Katan again. Like she is, she has completed her goal now twice. And twice has barely really, like, Pre Vizsla won against Satine. A couple hours later, he's beheaded by Maul. She defeats Maul. Well, not Bo-Katan herself, but mm-hmm. the forces defeat Maul. And Bo-Katan is named Regent of Mandalore. And that regency really only lasts a few weeks. Ah. Yep. What happened? Uh, well, she's once order because Order sixty six happens immediately after uh, the siege of Mandalore, uh. and so now the Empire is formed, and she is it's it's determined Were by. Were there the, any clones on Mandalore though? Did yes. it affect them? Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Oh no! But there are no Jedi in Mandalore, so they're not gonna go attack. Uh, but and they didn't attack the Mandalorians because they're not. Yeah, Jedi. they're not Jedi. They're it's very rare to be force sensitive as okay. a Mandalorian. I think that there was only one. And the the Republic or no the, the Empire realizes that Mandalore can never really be controlled, especially with like Bo Katan. Yeah. At the helm. 
So she's removed by Gar Saxon. And Gar Saxon originally was like, he was the one heading up like the Maldalorians. So okay. they basically, she defeats him, is named Regent. And then the Empire is like, now nah, let's have that guy be that. And then he's made the, um, the Viceroy. That's a bit sexist. Yeah. Like you're from Mandalore. Well, you... so, so is Gar Saxon. She has the dark saber. She's the ruler of Mandalore, bro. <laughs> um, Isn't that the rule? Yeah, but Gar Saxon was like was on Maul's side, fighting for Maul, and then the Empire is like, mm, that guy's good enough. Like what? Yeah. No. She's got the Elder Wand, bro. <laughs> wow. Fuck! I forgot about the Elder Wand. <laughs> That's what the dark saber is. We all know this. So about seventeen years later, after she's been removed for, from power, that's this time, a long time. Well, that's the next time we see her. Uh, <laughs> Sabine Wren, who is a member of the Rebels crew, okay, um, has basically Maul somehow had the dark saber out on Dathomir. Sabine ends up with it. Okay, he had like a little like shrine to his past like victories because he's extra as fuck. Of course, he has like he did. a fucking portrait of Satine on Dathomir. And it's not. Maul does? It's, yeah. Why? That is Kenobi's woman. Back off. I think it was like a. It was like his um his like trophy room. Do they fall in love with the same woman? <gasps> is that why they're enemies? No. Anyway. <laughs> no, Cass. <laughs> so Sabine Wren has has gotten a hold of the dark saber, and they're trying to convince her to lead. And she's like, "No, I'm not the right leader." She meets up, ends up meeting up with Bo-Katan, and offers Bo-Katan the dark saber. Bo-Katan turns her down because she believes that she failed as a regent her first time. Yeah. Even though her failure as a regent is not her fault. Because no. even Sabine tells her, your commitment to Mandalore's freedom is legendary, milady. Yeah. Like, everyone knows how important this is to her. Yeah. How hard she is willing to fight for this. And and during this kind of, these episode arcs on Mandalore with Sabine and Bo-Katan, um, it's revealed that Sabine used to be an Imperial cadet. Okay. And she designed weapons. Okay. One of those weapons is a weapon that specifically targets Beskar armor. That's the armor that Mandalorians wear. Okay. The armor that is so strong it can withstand lightsabers. Sabine, as a thought experiment, decided to see what would happen if she could devise a weapon that would specifically target the alloys in Beskar. And the weapon essentially cooks the person wearing the armor from the inside out. Ew. She never intended for it to be used. Okay. And then when she found out what was happening, you know, obviously she's horrified. Yeah. Um and she and she leaves the and she leaves the empire, becomes a rebel, and is doing pretty much anything she can to make amends for yeah. this mistake. The worst part of the, the the weapon's name is awful. They named it the Duchess. So they named this weapon that targets Mandalorians after that's sister. Fucked up. It's so fucked up. And Bo-Katan is horrified yeah. that Sabine has done that. She rounds on her, like she comes after her and she's like, What the fuck? Yeah. This is and she and she basically tells her, This is a coward's weapon. Yeah, 100 percent And Sabine is pretty much doing everything in her power to to make this right. Yeah, she's she, like, I fucked up, my bad. Yeah, she definitely done fucked up. She's kind of um, like the Jenner or so. Of this tale. <laughs> She's like, I invented this thing. Now I'm trying to like I write gotta, this wrong. Yeah, I made a I made a really big mistake. Yeah. Um 
Sorry, guys. She they they are able to uh, dismantle the Duchess, and at one point Sabine does turn it um, turn it against Stormtrooper armor. Oh wow! Okay. And it's Bo-Katan who actually gets her to stop, and she said, "This isn't how we do things." Yeah. And Sabine is pretty much saying, "But they did this to us. Turn it like turnabout's fair play, kind of kind of mentality." And she goes, "No, two wrongs don't make a right." Exactly. So she. Bo-Katan has grown so, so much. Uh, you got to go through it to grow through it. Exactly. So so after all of this, Sabine again offers Bo-Katan the Darksaber. And the way she gets her to accept it is that she basically shows her that she has the support of all the major houses on Mandalore. So Bo-Katan eventually does take the Darksaber and the mantle of Mandalore with the weird apostrophe in the middle, because we talked about that on the first episode, how it makes no sense, and we couldn't have just gotten a different fucking name. But I digress. It makes sense, though, that there are people who support her. The only reason she thought they didn't is because she was being gaslit by the Prime Minister. Whoever Maul put in charge was lying to her. Well, I mean, and gaslighting like, her and saying she, she's been, nobody's gonna support you, nobody's gonna like you. Yeah, she's blah, been gas. Blah. She was gaslit by the former prime minister. Mm-hmm. She was basically immediately removed from power by the empire. She's grieving the death of her sister that she, she had has just been, she's reunited with a lot. And then the Great Purge happened, which we still don't know a lot about what mm-hmm. entirely the the Great Purge necessarily means, but. When Bo-Katan, when we're reintroduced to her again in The Mandalorian, she does tell Din Djarin when he claims that she's not Mandalorian because she takes her helmet off Mm -hmm. because he's in a cult and doesn't know it. Um, Yes, right? Facts. Sometimes, guys, sometimes you're in a cult and you just don't know. Sometimes you're in a cult and you don't know. CrossFit. Facts. That's not cults. MLMs. Um, Gonfroids. What? um, Yeah. All of those things. Yes, I know I'm a part of a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But she tells Din Djarin that, because he says that she needs to take off her armor that doesn't belong to her. She tells him that this armor has been in my family for three generations. And that she has fought in the Great Purge. Like, mm. so she 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 lays out her like, resume. Been there, bro. Then they're done that. Of why she yeah. gets to keep her armor. But when um when we see her in the season two finale. That's why it's so important to her that because Moff Gideon now holds the Darksaber. Yes. Why it is so, so, so very important to her that she is the one to take on Dar- um, Moff Gideon is because the Darksaber is won through combat. Bo-Katan has, had, has held the Darksaber before. Yeah. But she didn't win it. And her rule failed. So it it seems like in her mind, what she needs to do is she needs to defeat the the wielder of the Darksaber to fully earn that right. And that will give her the power to lead Mandalore. That makes Even though sense, where though, she or is justify with, it in her mind, or in feel her like mind. she feels like okay, this is a it, title that it, she it does can't feel hold. like that she kind of suffers a little bit from imposter syndrome. It's syndrome oh yeah, hundred percent that she she doesn't think she can live up to her sister. She doesn't believe that she is her sister that she can really be that ruler. And when she was that ruler and held the dark saber, that she hadn't earned the dark saber, mm-hmm. and that her rule immediately failed. So yeah. she needs. To defeat that. So when Tinchurin shows up with the fucking Darksaber, like, fucking kidding me? Like, 
Yeah, he even and him trying to give it to her. That's why she will not accept it. And even when he says, All right, I yield, that's not good enough. Yeah. Because she took the Darksaber from from Sabine and her rule failed. So I'm I'm so very curious to see what happens with her. Okay. Like I her story is so interesting to me. I I don't know. It's one of those where you look at some of her past choices and what she's done and ask, is this a redeemable character? Yes. And I, th- I think there is, but you there's also... You have to allow people to grow and change yeah. and be educated, and that's exactly I've, what happened I've heard her. on I've heard things on both sides about her, where some people say that some of the things that she has done are not redeemable, but I think where it has where those actions have led to her, I think she is... I agree with you. I think she is absolutely a redeemable yeah. character. I think she is very, very much fucked up in the past. Oh, absolutely. I think she's made huge, huge mistakes. And some of the choices that she directly has made or been a part of led to the destruction of her planet and everything she fought for. Yeah. So I think that gives her so a to huge drive yeah. to to make things right. And I think that's, I, I think that'll be her big story arc. I think that's going to be the story of her life is trying to make things right. 100%. That's yeah. what it seems like. Yeah. So I think she's such a fascinating character. Like... I'm I'm so excited. To she's see really she I appreciate when they when you have characters like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you and I have discussed it over and over with Marvel. Yeah, yeah. is you need like what makes it so realistic or mm-hmm. what makes it so like accepting yeah. as a fan base is you have these characters that are very real. They're human. They fuck to up. air is human. They are flawed. They have made Abs- mistakes and they're trying to right those wrongs. They've paid for it. Um, exactly. You have I to almost, have justice for your actions. Like I almost see her along the same lines as almost like a Jamie Lannister, where oh, she has shit. really, really fucked up in the past. Not incest fucked up, but she's but she's made yeah. a lot of fucking mistakes and realized that they were mistakes. Yeah, and she's trying to make them right. I could see that. And yeah. plus, like him, she very much, at least from what we just talked about yeah. it seems like Maul and Pre Vista were um pulling the strings yeah. so she was almost like a puppet in their game yeah she she's been used and as now a... she's like no i don't want to do this anymore i i think very much she has been used as a pawn a lot Absolutely. of times and she's now now that she's come into her own and realized that she doesn't need to be the one to follow that she's not necessarily the follower she is the leader and i think yeah. that was her problem yeah. In the beginning is that she was following people and putting her faith in people when really she needed to be doing that for herself. Yeah. Self-love. Leave it yourself, friends. Self-love. <laughs> it's turned into an episode of like Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. When in doubt, just believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself. It's fine. Um, No, but I love that. Yeah. I agree. I'm excited to see where they take her story or where it goes from here, Ex- especially yeah. where it goes with her and this. Um, Mandalorian that we that we have. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see the dynamic, what changes between her and Din Djarin because now they're essentially not enemies, but they're adversaries yeah. at least in her mind. And, and I is... feel like it, and she, it's and... gonna be her and her home planet that she saved or that she do, so desperately tries to save to show him. What a true Mandalorian yeah. is comes from Mandalore. What it is like for her to be like, okay, bro, like 
your twisted mind games you have going in your head isn't really yeah. it. Let me show you. We what need it to is. deprogram you from yes, this cult. Hundred percent. Hey, it's and cool if you take like, your helmet off. It'll probably be way yeah. easier to eat and like do everything. She's like, if you want to be one of us, that's fantastic. Yeah. This is what it's really all about. Yeah, it's not about leaving your helmet on. That's weird. Right. <laughs> that's weird, bro. Like, but, but take it off. But Dinjarin is a part of like Dinjarin is a part of the watch, and the watch is essentially came from Death Watch. So she is a part of the thing that created him. Yeah. Which is just this so weird. But I'm I'm so curious to see yeah. what happens between them, especially with him being a pretty much an unwilling adversary to her. Because yeah. he doesn't I mean he's let me like I yield. I give up like, yeah. immediately. I don't want this. I don't want this. I'm a lone yeah. ranger. It's fine. <laughs> I have, I'm like a dad now. I got yeah. responsibilities, man. <laughs> it's a little green thing I'm carting around. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Do you know how hard it is to be a single dad no, in the universe? How hard. Apparently not that hard because he can always get a babysitter. He can. He can. He never has problems with childcare. Yeah, but um, he has <laughs> to be- watch his child who's trying to eat other creatures. True. Children. I feel like it'd probably be way easier to get like consistent childcare if your child was as cute as Grogu is. Because Grogu's fucking cute and Grogu doesn't talk, which is like an added bonus. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't cry his eyes out. Oh my gosh. Oh, but yeah, I love yeah. that. Oh, Bo Katan. Yeah. Poor thing. She's going through so much. But good for her. She's, man, she's a survivor. She's a warrior through and through. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. She's a fucking badass. Hell I'm also yeah. really curious about Bo Katan's training because if, if she was raised with pacifists, when did she learn how to do all this? Like, did she do it all in secret? I mean, if she's from Mandalore with the Mandalorians, they yeah, probably but, but trained her. She grew up in a, in a pacifist house. Yeah. Like, I'm just curious as to, like, where. I see what you the, mean. Like, because this goes against her family yeah. so much. Interesting. Um. Yeah. Like little things where you're like, how? But how? <laughs> where did this come from? I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we shall see. All right, guys. Thanks yes. for thanks for coming back again. Thanks for joining in on the yeah. Booktan Adventure of the Woo. Week. Um. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Yes, Stay um, safe. Happy Fourth of July. Yeah, oh, um, happy Fourth of July. Oh, happy Fourth of July. Oh, shit. Yeah. Also, everybody, don't forget. Um, Bill Cosby's a rapist, and fuck Jamie Spears and free Britney. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's all we ask for. We ask you to free Britney, not fucking Bill. Yeah, Brit. What me. the fuck? But just don't forget, Bill Cosby's a fucking rapist. Yeah. In He's or out of file. jail, he is a rapist. Yeah. Anyway. You guys have a fantastic week. We will be back next week with our second to last episode of the season. Yes. Yay. Oh my God. So excited. Who knew we would ever get through like an entire Woo-hoo. season? That does not surprise who, me. Oh, I mean, who knew that we would decide how many episodes were in a season? Ooh. I knocked over my that beer. That was almost really bad. Don't worry. It's pretty much empty. Oh, okay. Um, I knocked over my beer. Not doing great. We didn't tell you what we were drinking this week because I'm just drinking a Coors Light. <laughs> You're like, I wasn't going to shame myself, but I'm like, ah, this is the end. I'm going to shame myself. And I'm drinking I am Coors Light. I'm going to be sober today. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm not. I'll Obviously. <laughs> I have laundry to do. We'll see how this goes. Anyway. All right, guys. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Have a fantastic weekend. Love you guys. Uh, Stay safe. Fight the patriarchy. And um, this, Amer- this country is not that great. Don't forget that. Remember, not everybody loves fireworks. Not everybody loves fireworks. Be nice to your neighbors, especially Woo-hoo. little four-legged ones. Facts. All right, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>